0: Father, Lord, we just love you and appreciate you this morning, Father. Lord, we ask that your perfect will be done now, Father, in this service, Father. Lord, we love you and we appreciate you now, Father. We look to you, Lord, for life, health, and strength now, Father. We ask you, Lord, just to be with us this day now, Father. Be with the families. Lord, be with our church, Lord. Be with our brothers and sisters and the young people. This morning, Father. Lord, we love you and we give you all the praise now. Bless the offering, Lord, that it be used for your glory and your benefit. In Jesus' wonderful name. And the church says, amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. Sing a little bit of Bugle Land. I'm kind of home safe for a country
1: to which I'll name. that goodbyes there will ever be spoken and time won't
2: you this morning. We greet you all in the name of the Lord and happy to have you all here in the house of God. Amen. It's a special day. We have a special occasion. This is a special service and uh, we're going to get a chance to really uh, have a time to honor the the life and the testimony of, of a great sister and friend to us for many years, Sister Jan Hall, who today is still very much alive. I promise you more life. She's feeling sorry for you today. (laughs) Uh, She's just, uh, if the Lord's allowing her to look over the banner, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he is, she's saying, oh, you poor saints, you'll be home soon. Keep pressing. Amen. I tell you what, Sister Jan, and I don't want to get ahead of my comments I want to make later, but that was a sister of faith who believed in pressing, pressing toward the mark. Amen. It was uh, it's what it was probably the most thing that impressed me is her absolute drive uh, to be pleasing to the Lord Jesus. Amen. And so we're happy today to have uh, Brother Scott Smith and Sister Tanya here with us. And I don't know if any of the I think some of his church members, we're going to come down and somebody had some car trouble. Devil's always busy, but Lord knows all about it, but we're going to have him come today and you're going to bring the word of God to us. We, we were going to kind of do it in reverse and have the memorial side first and then turn him, let him out of the chute and let him, let him go to bucking and, and bucking the devil. Amen. But we decided it would be better part of wisdom to, Have the regular part of the service first, and then we want to have some time uh, to memorialize our sister Jan. We have many members of the family here and more coming uh, who couldn't be here right as we started. So that was one of the reasons it worked better to flip it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Happy to have, uh, we got so many Smiths, but happy to have uh, certain Arizona Smiths. I see Daniel here and I see Ike. Uh, Where's your folks? Kevin, Sarah, wave, jump, flip, do something. Oh, they're not here yet, but they're coming, right? Amen. They still remember how to get here. <laughs> okay. All right. Good deal. Oh, Sister Dorothy. Everybody turn around and look. Yes. Sister Dorothy. Yes. Praise yes. the Lord. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It is so wonderful. Uh, to have you here today to see you walk in. Praise the Lord. And uh, it's going to be good to see Kevin and Sarah among us again. Amen. Didn't know my favorite Slack was going to show up today. Mountain Man Luke is here. I didn't know it was Jeremiah Johnson or Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. I love the whole family, but amen. Luke has always had a special place in my heart. Amen. It's just how it is. Amen. So happy to see him and happy to see Sister Beth getting to squeal and get surprised as he come rolling in. Amen. Praise God. So we're happy to have you all today. We want you just to open your hearts and minds up. Now we're going to bring the word of God forward. And how many want Brother Scott just to take his liberty? Yes. Amen. Can he just see the whole church wants him to take his liberty? Yes. Amen. So we're, we're looking forward to what God has for us. Brother Tony, let's have another course of that fuel of land as Brother Scott comes. Of land. Oh, yes, Lord. I'm longing, Father. I'm longing, Lord. Hallelujah, sing it now. Lift those voices. And someday, someday, Lord. On someday.
3: thee. Come along.
4: looking forward to that day. Praise God. So good to be here. Just want to greet you in the name of the Lord and from our assembly back in North Carolina, uh, the Lighthouse of Lenore. They bring greetings. So just a little about me. I am uh, bivocational. I pastor a church and I also am an insurance agent. (laughs) Somebody was talking not long ago and and I was telling them about, you know, kind of what I did. And they said, so you're a, you're a part-time preacher. And I said, no, I have two full-time jobs. <laughs> so uh, praise the Lord. So uh, we just bring greetings uh, to you from the, the folks back home. And just good to be here and sure to just to be a part of, of, of Sister Jan's uh, homecoming and celebration. Brother Jason had made a statement over at the graveside Two weeks ago, he said she's uh, she's more alive than we are, and uh, I like that. That's that is a fact. She's she is more alive than we are today. Amen. Right. So praise God. Let's take our Bibles out this morning. We just we've been invited just to speak just for a few moments this morning. We'll be mindful of the day and the time, but uh, just a little something the Lord had laid on our heart and. Uh let's take let's turn if we can to the book of Isaiah chapter six and uh and then also Revelation chapter four. Sure appreciate the uh the kind hospitality and we stayed in the in the nicest hotel in town last night, uh the the Yaunts Inn. And uh, boy did they uh, did they just treat us good and just a lovely home and uh, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the wife to go back home today, but she likes the, the coastal air and uh, everything, so you're, yeah, just a, just a real good time. We sure appreciate that, and and just Brother Jason's fellowship and things. Um, Isaiah chapter 6, and we're going to just start at verse 1. If you have that, say amen. 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 Could we just bow our heads to, this morning and speak to the Lord if you have a need, I believe he's aware today. Amen. I believe he can speak to us this morning. So let's just bow our heads hearts before the Lord. Father, Lord, as we come today, God, Lord, we just want to just commit this service and this day, Lord, totally into your hand. Father, as we come, Lord, uh, uh, just as a a service that we could uh, say, Lord, I, and pay our respects, Lord, to the family and, Lord, our sister Jan, how we loved her dearly, God, and, Father, how her faith and, and just her, her, her fight, how it so uh, just, just still speaks today, Father, and we're so thankful to have that opportunity to, have, to be able to fellowship and to have gotten to know them, Lord, and, Father, we would just pray as we look today to your word, Lord, that you would speak to us Lord, that you'd meet the needs here this morning. Father, we come, Lord, just uh, asking that you would move me aside. Father, just uh, speak to the hearts of your people. Lord, we are a needy people today. And Lord, we just commit this service this day, Lord, into your hands. And just say, have your way, Lord. We'll love you. We'll honor you for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen Amen. and amen. Isaiah chapter 6. In verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting uh, upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain, uh, he covered uh, his face, and with twain, he covered his feet, and with twain, he did fly. And one cried unto another, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth, and said, Lo, this hath touched my lips, and, and thine or this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who shall go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Now, if you will, turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 4. Revelation, chapter 4, and I want to just read two very familiar verses verses 1 and 2. Revelation 4 and verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Amen. May God add his blessings. You can be seated this morning. I want to just look for a few minutes, if we could, if if we were to take a thought this morning, I want to speak to you on a climate change, on a climate change. Can you say amen? And and so you know, as we look at this, and and just the Lord just kind of laid this on my heart. I was I was thinking how, uh, you know how thoughts sometimes come to us. We're we're living in an hour where. You know, there's there's been a communion that's been restored, and and so not uh, we you know it doesn't take always a, a a burning bush or a a whirlwind for the Lord to speak to us. Uh, you know, I was thinking how even I was listening to the Thinking Man's Filter, and how Brother Branham was talking about how he was just you know walking along there, and he would actually see an empty pack of cigarettes on the uh, on the ground and and how you know he would he would look at that and and of course the message thinking man 's filter would would come from such something that you know man would think well you know how in the world but there's a channel I believe that we're in in a communion that's been restored in this hour where if we're willing to listen God is always willing to speak amen and we don't have to wait a lifetime we don't have to wait till you know so we thank God for those events we 're doing nothing wrong with the whirlwind, nothing wrong with the, you know, the, the pillar of fire and those things, but we realize that we've been brought back to such a communion, amen. That God is God is speaking to us daily, amen. And if we're just if we're just aware, amen, that then 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 He's got something to say to us. And and so I was just looking and and I come across something the other day, and it was actually uh, through a um, uh, a little debate that was going back and forth between culture versus climate. And and so it was actually and you forgive me just a minute but uh, it, it was actually it caught my attention it come up on my phone it was actually two two college football coaches that had gone they were they were battling over you know changing the culture and, and they were talking about the difference between culture and climate and and it just kind of struck struck something within me and so I started just looking you know at the two just a little bit the climate versus, versus culture or culture versus climate and 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 how you know they were saying how sometimes uh, you know the whole culture of something needed to be changed and even from an organizational standpoint how I was looking at business and the things that this kind of led to and how uh, you know in other times it's not the it's not the actual structure or the or the culture excuse me that needs to be changed it's just the climate around it right and, and so you know I was looking at that and 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 it, I began to study that just a little bit and it, you it said about climate, it said climate is perception-based While culture is grounded in shared values and beliefs. Amen. And so, again, climate is is perception-based where culture is grounded in shared values and beliefs. And so I was looking at this, and, you know, again, from just an organizational or a a business standpoint, you you forgive me, it's just the way the Lord was dealing with me, how that, you know, how how they said that organizational structure, amen, how it would be best described as the personality of, of your organization. And then the climate would actually be described as the mood of that organization. Amen. And so, I, I, you know, I was thinking of that and thinking how, you know, sometimes, amen, we, we, we might need a climate change. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, as, as I thought of that and, and was thinking about how, you know, sometimes when you look at people's perceptions, how it can vary sometimes. But you, you usually have, you know, to kind of two, two main ones. One is, and they're two very different climates. Uh, One, you know, is, can be very positive, you know, and, and the other one can be very negative. The, the, the positive, always finding the positive in a situation, regardless of, of what's happening. And then, and then there's another perception that it doesn't matter how good something is. Someone will always find the negative of it. You, you seen those, maybe you don't have those people around here, but you know, uh, we got a few in North Carolina that, that, you know, it doesn't matter how, 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 how good something is, Amen. That they're just they're just bound to find something bad in it, and 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 it doesn't matter. You know, it can be a brand new car, and 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 they would look at that and they would find something negative about that car. You know, well, it's uh, you know certain safety features not as good as they thought, or you know, or, or whatever. And then and then there's the other guy, Amen. He's under a different climate. It doesn't matter how bad it. You know, kind of like an Ernie Villanueva. You could drive up in a clunker, and he'd take. How nice the windshield wipers look, you know. <laughs> you know, if he couldn't find nothing else, it's got nice windshield wipers, right? And so you see that how 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 this can 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 so uh, change, or how this can so drive something. Amen. Just just one's perception, or amen the climate. And I was thinking, you know how. Praise the Lord. How, how that, uh, you know, it, it means a lot. And how our attitude, it, it really means uh, a, a whole lot this morning. Amen. And I believe there's room, as we could see in the book of Isaiah. You know, here Isaiah is in chapter 6. And we find that he has what Schofield would call as a transforming vision. In chapter six, well, if you notice, amen, all through Isaiah, Isaiah chapters one through five, Isaiah's still a prophet, right? he's still a prophet. He's he's getting visions. He's prophesying. He's, he's, he's got a prophet's ministry. Amen. Not, not taking it. Can't take anything away from that. He was a prophet. Those five chapters, but in chapter six, something happens. Amen. Isaiah sees the Lord like he's never seen him before. Amen. He's brought up to a place. Can you say amen? Amen. What does that show us? It shows us regardless of who we are, amen, or where we are, there's always room to come up higher there's always place to come up higher can you say amen and how he would see the Lord here like you, like never before amen and it would so change Isaiah amen that, that, that it would transform him again Schofield would call it his transforming vision amen because not only did he see God in a whole different position but it brought Isaiah to a higher position amen when he would see the Lord this way it would do something amen there's something about seeing God amen when we see God we can't help but to see ourselves amen when we see him can you say amen there's something about it you can't help but to see yourself amen the closer amen and the more we see of him amen notice this Isaiah in those first five chapters it was the six woes of Israel it was woe to this woe to this woe amen but when he saw God when he seen God amen like this amen transforming vision notice where the woe turned it was woe is me amen what happened he began to see himself amen in a closer view as he saw God in a closer view oh praise the Lord Amen, so we can see that no matter where we are, amen, there's a call. We know this is the rapture age. This is the age of, 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 of come up higher. Amen, this is the age, amen, of, of, of moving on up. So it does, Amen, wherever we are, let me say this, God, amen, would have us come up a little higher. Amen, ultimately we take a body change, but until then, amen, we are we're told by the apostle Paul, amen, that we go from glory, amen, to glory, oh my, from glory to glory, what we are being changed, amen, we are being brought up to a place amen. Yes. in God, amen. amen, so there's a constant, amen, there's a, there, there's a constant call to come up, there's a constant call to, amen, to come up just a little bit higher, amen, there's always room for more, we know revelation is never punctuated with a period, amen. right, right, Revelation is never punctuated with a period. Amen. Always punctuated with a comma. (laughs) Revelation's never punctuated with a question mark either. It's settled. Can you say amen? Amen. We don't have questions about a revelation. Amen. That revelation, amen, it's firm. Amen. It, it, it's, it's solid. It's rock solid. Amen. What we believe is what we believe. Amen. We are who we are. Amen. It is what it is. Can we say it that way? Amen. The core values are what they are, but sometimes, amen, we need a climate change. And it's not, it's not that the truth's ever wrong, but sometimes the climates around the truth. See, the truth has never hurt nobody. But sometimes the climates around the truth have affected people negatively. Can I say that again? The truth has never hurt anybody. Amen, I've heard it you know, over the last several years. Well, this happened and that happened. And, and, but, but listen, let me tell you, the truth never hurt anybody. <laughs> the truth never hurt anybody. But, but a negative climate around the truth can affect somebody. And maybe we've all been affected at some point by that, but never mistake, amen, the climate of that from, from, from the real true what it is. Oh, I hope you're hearing me. I had this in one that I've preached at the church, by the way. This this just come fresh over the last couple of days. So I, I believe it would be for us this morning, Amen. So it, it is, it is, it's the climate that that, that sometimes, Amen, needs adjust, and it's the climate that needs, Amen, to be looked at. That, Amen. Many times people have had bad experiences around the right thing. You know, I come through Pentecost. I had some, I had some good experiences around the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? You know God, because we were children of God, coming through of that, Amen. He allowed us to have some good things happen, and we we were actually gathered around some some mixed up doctrines. Some, you know, we come through the women preachers and false baptisms, and, and you know, and and all of that. But yet, Amen. The the, the the although the we could say the core, Amen, of what it was about was wrong, Amen. We had some we had some good experiences, right, Amen. But look, what, Amen. We've got the absolute truth, Amen. We are standing with an absolute truth that is one hundred percent truth, amen. And listen, amen. And I'll tell you, you get the right climate around that truth, amen. And it'll transform our life, amen. Get, oh, I say, give us the right attitude, amen. Give us the right climate about around our churches. Oh my. Because I don't want, listen, I don't want the climate I'm under to, amen, to, uh, to cause somebody to, 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 to look at the truth the wrong way. I don't want, oh, can, I, can I just preach this this morning? I don't want some old sorry attitude that I have to be a turn off for the most <laughs> valuable thing, amen, that's ever hit this earth. Oh God, a climate, a climate change. Can you say amen? amen? See, because we're gonna we're you know we're gonna we're gonna do what we're gonna do. We're gonna continue to have service. Yeah. Amen. Right? We're gonna have worship service. Yeah. We're gonna have song service. Amen. We're gonna come and have Wednesday night service. Amen. We are who we are and we're gonna do what we're but listen, the climate around that yeah. is a difference maker. Yeah. The climate around that is the difference maker. Amen. We're going to be here Wednesday, but what climate are we coming in with? Amen. We're going to be here for worship service, but what climate is that under? Amen. Is it under a spirit of worship? Is it under a spirit of, amen, of giving back to God? see it's a difference maker that 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 climate it's 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 a powerful thing there's a amen there's a and some of you some of you are f- probably familiar with the term acclimatization amen there's something amen even naturally how our bodies are are, are so built by god that we can go to a do, a new environment a different say let's say you know maybe out to uh, to colorado to uh you know that parts of Colorado that's, uh, that's very high altitude, Denver, Colorado, a mile high, yeah. and how that you can be there, and and when you first get there, it's a strain. Right, that higher elevation—it's a strain. You—you'll see many athletes that that are unfamiliar with that ter- They're having set there with an oxygen, uh, you know, get, getting extra air, getting oxygen because the air is so thin and so forth. But the, you know, trainers, a lot a lot of athletes will go. And, and I'm I'm standing here, probably not the uh, the best one to tell you how to exercise, <laughs> brother. <laughs> brother shell was telling me yesterday. He said, "I think you're 30 or 40 pounds <laughs> heavier than the last last time we." we were together and I said I said <laughs> I said you better be glad I'm a forgiven brother <laughs> but he told the truth <laughs> my son here here a while back he was straight out of highway patrol he was a state trooper and he he was right out of the 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 training and of course I've physical, always been physically fit and, and so he was he, he came over in my office and I had a I had a box of Krispy Kreme donuts sitting there. And and uh, and so of course he watches everything he eats and, and and that's all good and you know all that. But he was over there and he said, Dad, he said he'd been talking to me about a diet. He said he said it's a, he said I he said, I'm gonna put it like this. He said that he said it's either it's either that diet and exercise, he said, or them crispy creams. <laughs> and I looked at those Krispy Kremes, Brother Jason, and I said, I was introduced to them before I was ever introduced to the word diet. <laughs> I said, we, we just had a little fun with it. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Amen. But God, Amen. Uh, th- there's, there's this acclimatization where, where you actually acclimate your body, not only just naturally or the or, or the things we adjust to from one place to another, just just naturally uh, getting things in order, but our bodies physically, Amen, our bodies physically will begin to adapt. To where we live is that right amen so as they go say to, to, to Colorado and, and to those you know whatever elevation it would be we'll use that because it's a it's a higher elevation and how the body even you know naturally I think it's just supernaturally honestly but how the body will begin to adjust amen and begin to uh, all kinds of things begin to happen and the body internally right begins to 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 make changes and it, and it acts to that environment. Now, if you get there and, 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 you, and you're just, you know, wore out from, from, you know, the lack of everything at first. Listen, they'll tell them, just keep training, just keep working, right? Amen. Just keep getting it. Your, your body will adjust to it. Are you with me? Amen. That that it's not used to that that higher living, right? Amen. Think think with me here. Amen. There's something about amen a, a believer. Listen, a lot of times in Laodicea, it's a it's an age where people t- toggle back and forth. Forth, amen. Hot and cold and up and down. But listen, amen, if we'll just stay, amen, if we'll just stay in that environment, if we'll just stay in that presence, amen, just as much as the body, amen, naturally, amen, would transform to that, there is a body spiritually, amen, the body of Jesus Christ that will so, amen, so acclimate, amen, to that higher way of living. Amen. It's amazing, Amen. How, Amen. How, how, when, when we just really, Amen. Be, be begin to, 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 to live and to, to, to stay in that environment, Amen. What do you mean? I'm, I'm saying coming to church regularly. Yeah. Amen. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Come on, amen. I'm, I'm saying, I mean, stay, do, do those things. C- continue to do those things that are right. Stay in that presence. Stay in that atmosphere. And as you stay, amen, there'll begin to be a change that takes place. Amen, as we stay, amen, as we get, oh, at first, it it may be a little bit of a struggle. There may be some adjustments, amen, but God has so set this spiritual body up that when we stay in that environment and we stay in that atmosphere, amen, change begins to happen, amen, and then it don't affect us, amen, things that affected us a year ago don't affect us that way today. Things that even six months ago, they don't have the same effect on us today. What is it? There's a change taking place. We are, we are, we are getting acclimated. Can you say amen? Amen. There's there's something that's happening. We're amen. We're beginning to amen to, 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 to look more like it uh, than everything else things that see the see the higher we live with there's a plan i'm a preventative type guy amen i i I thank god that that he can come in and fix something but amen i I like it on the preventative side if we can amen so i hello amen so i say the 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 more we can live there amen the less likely some of these things that the effect they'll have on us is that right? right? Amen. I'm thankful to God that amen if we get in that predicament and amen and we need a you know we need as as David would say when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen, but I've learned this as a believer, if we can stay in that place, come on, if we can stay in that place, our heart won't be overwhelmed as often, come on. Amen, I'm thankful, amen, that that if we need that and we're in that place, he's still the God, amen, that can lead us to that rock, amen, that is higher than I, amen, but I like the preventative side, amen, God, help us to stay up there and those things won't have the effect that they have on us. See, the higher you get, the lesser you see of those things. You've been many of you probably been in an airplane before, but I'd had a pilot friend there locally, and we got a little—I call it a dirt track airport in our little town—and <laughs> uh, he uh, he took us up several years ago, and 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 where the airport is, you fly right over right over where the Walmart is, Super Walmart. And 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 I remember, you know, we got up and I began to talk to him, and he was telling me, you know, which I could, it was you could easily see that it was Walmart, and we when we were looking down at some of those places, he took us over a racetrack and different things. Do you know the higher we got, you know, the uh, the smaller those things got, right? The higher we got, those things that did look so big. And so large, when you get up above it and continue just to, amen, to elevate and to, amen, and to come up higher, amen, listen, those things look smaller. And if you've ever been in a, in a big one, amen, you, you can find it something that is a monstrosity of size, you can get plumb out of sight of that. What are you saying? I'm saying there's a place, amen, that we can get in Christ. Amen, there's a level of heights, amen, that we can get into, amen, with Christ, that we can get above these things things. Amen. And they will not have the effect. They won't jar us. Amen. Like they did at one time. So change begins to happen as we as 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 we acclimate and and and, and this begins to 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 change us. And as we said, Paul said we're we're changed amen into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, it's, you know, to understand how important that change is, amen, it's taking us from glory to glory. Amen, it is the change from one to another that will bring the change. Can you say amen? See, the change, you know, the change Paul said, I'll show you mystery. Amen. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Now, this isn't a different change, amen. But this is in the process, amen, of the change that we're talking about. We're changed from glory to glory. Amen. To glory. Come on. Amen. And it will ultimately bring the change. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Amen. Brother Branham would say it this way and the mighty God unveiled before us. He said, it's from glory unto glory. And the next will be changed from this glory into a body like his own glorious body where we shall see him. Can you say amen? Now, now so it's from glory to glory, amen, and that, that we are being changed, amen, and so, so, so the same change that, amen, that will bring the rapture, amen, is, 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 is this change that we're talking about. It's not just said in a, in a stale condition and then, oh, I get a body change. Come on. Come on. Amen. That's Amen. It's not said in the same old mundane condition. Are you with me? But it is an ongoing, see, this is an ascending life. This is an ascending message. Amen, it is to bring us up. It is to take us higher. Amen, it's to bring us to a body change. It is, this is not a descending message. This is an ascending message. This is an ascending walk. Yes. A little audio. Do we not have troubles and trials? Sure we do. Do we not have some adversity? Sure we do. Amen. Those planes, they hit some turbulence once in a while. Amen. But listen, we are on the ascend. This is an ascending walk. This is an ascending life. This is a positive life. life. This is a good life. Oh, there's some negative climates around it, but this is a good climate. <laughs> there's some negative things around it. Amen, but, but the, the climate I'm talking about is a good climate. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Watch, so it's from glory to glory. It's changing us. Amen, we sing the little song from glory to glory. He's changing me. from glory to glory he's changing me. Amen. What is the word doing? It's bringing us higher. Amen. It's bringing us to a place see we realize in, in Revelation 4 that that's not just the rapture. Amen. But that call to come up higher. Amen. That John got the prophet of God would tell us he types the bride. Amen. And it was come up higher. Amen. Not only to amen not only to a body change. Amen. But we're coming up higher every day. It's the anointing of this age. Right? There were four beasts anointing in Ezekiel. Also in Revelation, Ezekiel 1 and Revelation as well, Revelation 4. There were four beasts anointing. Ezekiel had on them the man, the lion, the ox, and the eagle. But then the prophet John in the New Testament, he puts them in the right order. Right? Ezekiel had him man, lion, ox, and eagle. John gets it in, in Revelation 4, and he puts them in the, in the respective order, which was the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. Now, Ezekiel had that eagle last because, that, of course, that was going to be a prophetic. Uh, that was going to be a climate change age. Are you with me? Now, watch. Here, here, here John would, would, would put on the line that the ox, the man and then the eagle, and we realize that those would cover the ages and how this last day anointing, amen, would be an eagle age. Amen, it would be an eagle age. It would be a prophetic age, Matthew. Amen, Brother Brandon would tell us how, how even these four beast anointings, he would say this in the fifth seal. He would talk about how the nature of, of those anointings would actually touch, amen, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or influence their lives. He explains that in the fifth seal. He would say it this way. He said, now, now those creatures, he said, we find studying in the Revelation of the churches how there was a lion, the other one was an ox, the other was a man, the other was an eagle. We find out that, that in the church ages, those four beasts, meaning four powers, was gathered around the acts of the apostles just the way that the tabernacle in the wilderness. So, they, so we would tell us how they would type or they would be those actual guards. Amen of of the book of Acts or the or the Word, right? How they and and can we say they did a they did a great job? Amen. Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John they served as guards. Amen. They, you, do you realize they wouldn't let just anybody walk into the blessings? Amen of the Word. Amen. If you find a man ever stumped on baptism, guess guess what? What'll get him? Matthew will get him. You say what happened? That gospel guard did its place; wouldn't just let anybody in there. You understand that those gospel guards served well. You ever you ever talk to a good Baptist? Where 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 will they be hung up at in those gospels? Outside of those gospels, they they just have nowhere to go. You say what happened? Those gospel guards did their job. They actually you ought to thank God, Amen. That God has permitted you. God has allowed you, Amen, to walk, Amen. Where a many a man would. Could only dream to see things that man would only dream to see. God, amen, has so allowed and permitted this bride, amen, to go and look on the word. Oh my, amen. Thank God that that God, amen, would so make a way that we could walk and we could see those things. When man standing there blocked, many of them standing there blocked, amen. Those guards serving that purpose, amen, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so he would go on and he said, when, when he went to the, to, to got the gospels and show exactly when you enter into the ark, they was guarding the ark, the covenant. And then we find out that the covenant of the new church, its represented, representation on earth was the Holy Spirit. He said, the blood had sent back to us the Holy Ghost And the four beasts represented the 12 tribes of Israel as it watched, he said, and finding their natures and taking that same nature and bringing it to each one of those four gospels. Exactly, it was exactly the same. Now notice how John would line them up. He would line them up, the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right, so Matthew would operate under a a line anointing. Hello? Come on. You can see this as you watch how they ride, as you watch how those riders ride. Matthew would come out. Amen. Where is he born king of the Jews? Come on. See, he was under a line anointing, right? Notice Mark. Mark was under that ox. Amen. That ox anointing. Amen. Just, a, just a kind of a workhorse. Amen. Kind of a, you know, just a, just, just a worker. Amen. And, and, and the book of Mark, if you look at it, it actually would show under that beast anointing. Amen. Just, just, just Christ the servant. Amen. It was even Schofield would note it as the servant gospel. Amen. Or, or the servant son. See, no mention in Mark. No mention of Christ's birth in Mark, right? So who cares about the birth of a of a of just a, a, a you know a servant, right? Amen. No mention of no mention. See, it was the anointing he was under. Then you go to the book of Luke, and Luke, he's under that man anointing. Nowhere in the New Testament scripture is the Son of Man brought out any more than the book of Luke. He was. It was the anointing he was under. Amen. And then we go, praise God, then we go to, amen, the book of John. John was under a different anointing. John was under an eagle anointing. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, right? Amen. And the Word was God. John under a higher anointing, Under. amen, under a prophetic anointing, amen, which is where we are today. Amen. That where we are living today, seeing things, hearing things, Amen, responding. And it's making a change. Can you say amen? You think about those angels just for a few minutes, and how, amen, as they would serve as a guard, and we see this all the way over in the book of Genesis, when, when, you know, when, when the fall, and how the angels there were guarding all the way through. We can bring it up through, you know, Ezekiel and the different places, Revelation. You know, you think about the every church age, every Gentile church age, standing at the entrance of that age was what, an angel. Hello? <laughs> to the entrance of every church age, notice who he told her unto the angel yeah, amen. at the church of. Oh, yeah, sure. Come on. <laughs> unto the, so that the entrance of every age, there was an angel. Amen. What are you saying? I'm saying you're not getting in there and getting the, you're not getting the substance of that age without going by that angel. <laughs> oh, help me. <laughs> I said, you're not getting the substance, you're not getting really what is in that without going by that angel. We can try to bypass it and say, we need to go here, go, listen, Amen, to, to, to really get the substance. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh I've got I'm going to bring this down to to a close so the order of the service can be changed but there's a change see, there's a there's a process taking place and we just stay in that process and it's going to change these bodies God's restoring come on he's picking up Just I'll just testify to you just a few minutes before we close but Back at our home church, we've got several that uh, one or two that has just been out for years, backslid, and and then we've got one that my, my wife's brother, he's 50 years old, never served the Lord a day in his life, and uh, both, both her parents, faithful believers, her mom's gone on to be with the Lord, but her brother... Has, has never, his, his whole life, never we've, we've talked to him and just never, never showed any kind of interest at all until Brother Jason about a year ago. And out of nowhere, he started coming to church. Now, his dad, which is my father-in-law, is, is, is one of our song leaders, trustee, just a mighty, mighty, just faithful man. And, uh, and so his, his son, which is my brother-in-law, who who and he wouldn't mind me sharing his testimony, who's been in and out of everything imaginable. Uh, jail and 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 it's his testimony and I wouldn't say anything at all, but just just that lifestyle of, of hard living and 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 so forth. And and so, you know, through the years I just try to like drop things to him and say something. Absolutely nothing. No, no, no. Respectful, yes, but never. know. you know how sometimes you talk to somebody and, and you're like, man, there's a connection, and, and never a connection. You know, a brother-in-law connection, yeah, you know, and but but nothing. You know, you, you, I just say, wow, I, I just, it's just just going to take. It's just going to take the Lord. Yes, but you know, that's what it just takes. <laughs> it just takes the Lord. And 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 regardless of nothing I ever felt about a year ago, he come to church and 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 he had been there years past maybe show up at Easter show up you know once every three or four years but just so happened brother Brad he come to church and then you know the 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 next Sunday he was back and 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 then man on a Wednesday night he showed up and 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 we're just kind of watching this and and then the next thing you know he repents. And and Easter of 2022, I baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to tell, tell you that he is at every single service. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. <laughs> Come on, some of the some of the faithful few don't even do that. And 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 he's he's you he, know you know he's 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 there every service, just totally, just just a few weeks ago, it thrilled my soul. He said, he was talking about my kids. he said, I want I want your kids to know they've got a born-again uncle. <laughs> I said, Praise God, praise God. Praise God, and that's only one. Our, our oldest son, who had been out since he was about 18 years old, now you know, 30 years. I've been out for 12 years, and 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 and, and I mean, just wore us out for years because we, you know, just. Just he was the oldest, and, and 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 raised in Christian school, and raised in homeschool and raised in the you know as we said, cut his teeth on the on the pews. But about, got about 18 years old, and and um, you know just just the, the, this world and how it pulled him out. But I can stand and testify if God be willing. Next Sunday, a week from today, I'm baptizing him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has, 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 has so stepped into his life over the last few months and tur- and, and not only that but another young man that, the, uh, of, of a fine brother that his son was the same age they kind of went out at the same time just about four or five months ago he came into my office he was standing there and I'm talking insurance office now he, he came in and, and I'm sitting there and I looked at him and, but he didn't have to say a word he was waiting because I was speaking with someone he was standing behind him but I could see it on the look of his faith I I said something's happened to that young man And sure enough, as soon as the person cleared from me, before he talked anything about insurance, he said, Brother Scott, he said, I want to tell you, I gave my heart to God. And I tell you could see a total change on this. And this guy's been out for 12 years too, 12 years. Amen, we're just watching them one, amen, one after another. Amen, That and all we can say is thank God. It's the grace, amen, of our God, amen, bringing his people in, amen, for this final little work. You see, I like this, and I'm closing. But it's a, it's a true story. Something I had happen just a while back. I had a, a couple insured, real nice family in Lenore, and just a, a very uh, uh, pleasant, very pleasant. Some sometimes people aren't so pleasant, but very pleasant. Very pleasant, pleasant clients, <laughs> and and so they 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 were they, they they had a few assets and things. And the husband he had he had, had a ring made. He had taken a number of pieces of, of jewelry that he had bought his wife over many years of marriage. And he uh, he actually had terminal cancer, and he took and he <laughs> took these pieces of of of, of uh, different diamonds and things, and he took it to a jeweler. And he had her a ring made, and he gave it to her just just months before his passing. And so she called, and she said, I need to get this thing insured, and, and we're talking, a, you know, a ring, a ring in value is, I think, was about $70,000 for this ring. And, uh, and so she said, oh, we need to get it, uh, you know, endorsed or, or put a schedule on the policy. And uh, so I said, uh, you know, no problem, and we, we had to do everything, get the appraisal, get the pictures, and we went through what we had to do, and we insured that ring. And it wasn't probably three months into that policy of having that ring. She's a super client, been with us for years, and she called me and uh, one afternoon, and, and I could tell her voice was breaking on the phone, and she called, and she said, I've got, she said, I've got some bad news, you're not going to believe it. I said, well, what's going on? And she said, my ring is gone. And she said, I've looked everywhere. She said, I can't find it anywhere. And said, uh, I I don't know what else to do. She's crying. And she said, I don't know what else to do, but I'm going to have to file an insurance claim. And I knew very well that that ring meant a whole lot more to her than than, than the insurance money. Uh, so it wasn't a question. I, I told the, the uh, claims adjuster when they called us, I said, absolutely, it's uh, you know, they'll they'll normally call the agent to see, well, is there any kind of flags or anything? I said, Absolutely not. She's she's a great client, great everything. I said, She's an honest person. I said, She's that ring's gone. And so we begin to talk to her and ask her, she said, the last time I remember seeing it, she said, I took it off. I went to my bedroom. She, had a, she actually had a safe in her a room for jewelry, but she said, I don't recall putting it in there. She said, I was in a hurry and I took it off and I laid it on top of a jewelry box in my room. And she said, That's the last thing I can remember. She said, But I have searched. I've had my daughter over here. I've had my best friend. She said, We've tore this place upside down. It's not there. And she said, "I have no idea." And she said, "You know, my my, my daughter certainly. You know, not, not, nothing suspicious at all that way." She said, "We have looked everywhere, and we can't find it." And so they they, uh, we, you know. Then I asked, "Well, has anybody else been over?" No, no. We've had some contractors. I had some contractors outside the home, and uh, doing some landscaping. And uh, and she said, "You know, they were putting some lights in. Now, this 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 lady's house, and I'm close, just." Please bear with me just a minute. But she's, she's got this um, uh, sprawling um, uh, one-level brick home. And and so she said, you know, she said, I did let, she said, I had to let an electrician in for some wiring for the landscaping uh, uh Uh, bushes and things that they were doing she said but she said Scotty wasn't in the house two minutes and she said the electrical box she said was is is on the opposite end of the house of a 50 some hundred square feet brick home and my her her bedroom was on the far end of the house and the electrical panel was on the other end of the house and she said he wasn't there two minutes and she said so you know there's there's no way that, that 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 could have you know happened or anything or he was just in there. Well, you know, so we we filed the claim and and they were they were getting ready to take care of it. Had cut the check and and actually had already sent the check to cover it, but before she got the check and it was, this was about. Uh, just a couple weeks, maximum, after she had filed the claim, she called me again, and this time there wasn't tears in her in, in, her, in, in the sound, but she was, there was there was joy. She was she said, "Oh, you're not going to believe it! You're not going to believe it!" And, uh, you know, just, oh, you're just not going to believe what's happened. And I said, well, you know, try me. <laughs> you, you hear about everything, and it, if not in the pastor, in the, in, the, in the insurance business. <laughs> and, and so I said, well, try me. She said, I've got my ring. I'm holding my ring. And I said, no kidding. She said, no kidding. She said, I got my ring back. She said, you are not going to believe this. And I said, okay, tell me. She said, I told you about the electrician. I said, yeah. She said, well, she said, just, just yesterday, she said, I get a call. She said, of all people, she said, I get a call from the jeweler that built my ring. The very jeweler that built my ring called me and said, Gail, Gail. And she said, yeah, how are you? She, 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 he said, I need to ask you something. He, he said, your ring. And she said, oh, you're not. He said, yeah, I would believe it. He said, uh, I'm holding your ring. Praise God. And he said, I'll call you right back. And so the story goes that the, the man that actually went into the house, the electrician, just, just obviously a professional thief, within just that few minutes of time, slipped back to that bedroom and, and, and hit a home run. Had no idea she even had the ring, but it just happened to be laying there on that, on that jewelry box. And he grabbed that ring and out he goes and he waits a few days. And then out of all the jewelers, out of all the jewelers that he could have taken this to or pawn shops that he could have taken that ring to, this big dummy (laughs) goes right in the plan of God, takes it right back to the one that made it. And so when he saw, he knew I'm the one that made this ring. So the guy comes in and says, "Hey, I, we, me and my wife's fallen on some hard times, and, and 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 we, you know, I'm gonna have to pawn this. Do you do you think, you know, that that, that I maybe get four or five thousand dollars out of it?" He, he, of course, it was it was his ring, right? And so he looked at it and he said, "Yeah." He said, "Let me step back in the back and and, and just look at it and, and make sure everything's, you know, looks good on it, and, and we can certainly talk." And so he slips in the back and he calls her. Her, and he finds out my ring was stolen. And so then he quickly calls the city police. So he calls the police and then he comes back out and the man's still standing there and he comes back out and he says, hey, he said, you think I'm gonna get the four or five? He said, I think you're gonna get a lot more than you expected you were gonna get out of it. And he said about that time, four police officers walked through the door and he said, that's what you're gonna get. Now listen. Now think about that just a minute, <laughs> because the devil, the devil has slipped into many places, slipped into many places, many times unnoticed, many times undetected, amen. And sometimes has stole some most valuable things. But we serve such a God. We serve such a God. Oh, mercy. Amen. Listen, that it don't matter what he does. Amen. At the end of the day, he's bringing it right back to the one that made you. And I like this, Brother Jason, when, 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 when she said, oh, is my ring, is it damaged? Is it hurt? Is, 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 is the value lost? He, Oh, I like this. He said, you know, I've already looked at it. He said, I've already gone through it. It's actually worth a little more. <laughs> it hadn't lost value. Come on. <laughs> it had got back into the hands of the one that had made it. And he said, I've cleaned it all back up. He said, it had a little, you know, a a few little things on it. He said, but I've cleaned it back up. He said, it looks as good as it did the day you took it out of here. He said, come get your ring. Oh, we serve a God that's still in the restoring business. Oh, can we stand our feet? We serve a God that I don't care what's happened. Oh, give him a hand clap of praise. Let's just bow our heads. So we get ready to invite Brother Jason back and maybe the musicians, if that would be okay. Maybe they're just our hearts, our heads bowed and Father God, Lord, there's nothing like you. Lord, there's nothing like you. Lord, how you could take a situation that looks so dark. You can take a situation, you can take a person, Lord. Lord, something that may look totally out of hand. Father, by your love and mercy, you're able, God. You're able to restore. You're able to build, Father. And God, I know myself. I know the way you've dealt with me. Lord, how the core beliefs and They're right. But Lord, sometimes just that climate, sometimes just that that spirit over it, Lord, we just need to come up a little more. Just a little higher, God, would be our prayer. Lord, you know the people. I, I recognize a few faces. But Lord, they're not unknown to you. And Lord, I'm just asking this morning for an environment change, a climate change. Lord, where maybe one's all ruffled, where there's hardness, I pray that you'd bring a tenderness. skepticism I pray that you'd bring an understanding Lord Amen. hurt God that you would just heal pain Lord that you would just bring a relief oh you're able God Lord, that home that needs to be turned around, God. I pray turn it around. Turn it around, Lord. Lord, that young one that's drifted, God. Turn that heart. Lift the hardness. Lord, let this so be a place, Lord, such a climate of love Forgiveness, mercy, restoration, oh God. Lord, we're not, we're not shunning responsibility. We're not, Lord, we're not shunning. Lord, sometimes we, we realize we have to be direct. Sometimes we have to, Lord, deal with situations. We, we, Father, we understand that. But Lord, just let that come. Just let that liberty come. Every home, every heart. Lord, I pray that you bless this congregation. Such sweet people, God. Certainly a love for you, God. Bless Brother Jason the ministry Lord each one God that would have a part and Lord let us step up let us let us realize we're all part of the body of Christ every member so important no big eyes or little U's Lord but even the one that would seem least oh, how they're so valuable they're so needed God they're so needed right here they're needed in the work and how, God, there's a part and a place for each one. They're part of a such a wonderful body, the body of Jesus Christ. Grant it, Lord. Now go with us, I pray, as, as, as the order would maybe go another way. Father, just let the Holy Spirit go with us. Have your way, Father. We love you. We so thank you, God. God
2: Be seated. Certainly appreciated, Brother Scott, this morning. How many enjoyed the word? Uh amen give him a hand and praise the lord so many good points and you know i um a couple that just stood out to me so much and i and isaiah 6 actually is real close to my heart that's the very first text i ever took uh, my very first sermon years ago amen and uh Brother Branham took that in his series uh, several times, Preaching Influence. Amen. You remember that? And how that Isaiah had had certain kinds of influence, but finally he got the superior influence. Amen. And it, it was, a, it was a, a lesson to us. You know, uh, it was so close to the prophet's heart that we be aware of our influences. And there's, there's no greater influence you can have than the king of kings. Amen. Amen. And the influence of his word. I thought to myself, next time I'm preaching a family camp, I'm going to go back and revisit that again. Because that principle that when I, you know, when, when the heavenly father was high and lifted up, that lifted Isaiah. up. And the best way to lift up a family into spiritual heights is to have the head of that family be lifted up. Amen. I think that that's a point we ought to take here as a ministry team brothers we got to lift him high jesus said if i be lifted up i'll draw all men to me and it's not just lifting him up and fancy preaching but it's lifting him up in our lives i believe that the church has the right to see the power and demonstration of the holy ghost i believe you have a right i believe it is your god-given inheritance that day on calvary purchased on uh, a life assurance plan so you get to be a life insurance salesman and a life assurance salesman. That don't seem fair, but I enjoy that today. But there is a life assurance, amen, that God is looking to bring. My, did you remember as Brother Scott was, I kept thinking of what we've been uh, as a group here, as a church sharing in the word about the spiritual effects of compound spiritual interest, amen, that if you just keep going in it, it'll just lift you higher and higher and higher, amen, praise the name of the Lord. I always wondered why, I truly did, for a long time I've wondered why I had such an appeal when I read the gospel of Luke, and I, as many times I've looked at those four living creatures there in the Old Testament and in the book of Revelation and the four gospels, uh, and I realized that because what I had always appreciated about Luke was the, the humanity side. Yeah. He deals with the humanity side of Jesus because that was under the Son of Man. And Son of Man means word made flesh. Yes, amen. <laughs> and so I thought, wow, that, that's exactly why that appeals to me so much. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy God's word for you amen. today, friends? How many thank Brother Scott for being here now? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's kind of a dual purpose because not only did we so appreciate his spirit, and it's uh, really the first time I've got to know Brother Scott in a long time. We're standing in the back room trying to figure out. It seemed like I've known him from somewhere in the past, but we couldn't find the exact place we thought maybe in meetings or ministers' meetings somewhere. But I've heard about him for a long time. And at the funeral, Brother Scott uh, was Sister Jan's uh, most recent pastor. And so he was there to preach the funeral. And uh, so I I just loved his spirit so much. I just felt immediately prompted. I said, at the end of this funeral service, I'm going to get with him and see if he'll come back down for our memorial. Because we wanted to hold a memorial uh, for our dear sister. And I'm going to say a few words here in in a few minutes and maybe take five or ten minutes and just uh, read a scripture and make some comments, things I didn't have an opportunity uh, to say and do at her funeral. Um, I have a song uh, that I'd like for Brother Joe to get ready to sing. Sister Jan wrote on a piece of paper, and uh, it did my heart so good to actually see it. You could tell it was her writing. She had actually written a, probably a half a dozen songs on a piece of legal pad, and uh, her husband, Brother Gary, sent it to me, and uh, And it was all these songs that she wanted to have sung uh, at her passing. And we can't get to all of them. I wish we could do them all. But uh, Brother Anthony opened up with, I'll fly away. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's so, I'm so not surprised that was on her list. And then she wanted another one that stood out. Uh, that the family requested, if we could get to any of them, get to "I'll Fly Away" and precious memories. So, Amen. We'll have Brother Joe, and then, and then I'm going to uh, take a few minutes, and then we've got a a, a nice portion from the family. And uh, they've got a couple of songs. I think Sister Anna has a song. Sister Caitlin has a song. And uh, there's a poem. There's a slideshow. There's a testimony I'm waiting to hear. And some other comments from the various family. They can figure out. Y'all can figure out what order you want to go in. Uh, You did? Okay. All right, honey. Thank you. And so um, that's my daughter-in-law. For those of you listening online, I didn't mean to call her honey. But she's my (laughs) daughter-in-law. And so, so, so anyway, we will, we will get to that and, um, we'll, we'll follow the order that they've sent us. So, amen. God bless you. Brother Joe, give us that special this time. Stand with me just for a moment, and we're going to turn to Revelation chapter 21. Say, so that don't sound like a funeral, te- uh, anything for a funeral or a memorial. Well, it will in a minute, amen, because we're not here on a sad affair, we're here on a happy affair, amen. We're going to uh, remember and memorialize the wonderful life of our sister, amen. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 21. The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. That's quite an elimination. (laughs) And he says, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. God bless you as you are seated. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You know, for me, as I was saying just a few moments ago, the thing that has always stood out to me about Sister Jan, first of all, it didn't matter what kind of day you were having, if you run into Sister Jan and that smile, you are going to be in a good mood right away. Amen. I so appreciated that. I think that Sister Jan had such a wonderful knack for just coming into a situation and brightening the atmosphere. Amen. She had a not only a beautiful smile, but a beautiful personality. She was such a wonderful person and wonderful sister and such a... Such a faith in God, and such, you know, and 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 it's amazing because Sister Jan had to overcome uh, an, an incredible amount of adversary uh, coming up <clears throat> all the way from her childhood, and and I, I don't even want to get into the testimony; it take me way too much time to uh, tell you the whole testimony of how the. How that she has a little girl, and and here she was separated from Sharon, and they're raised in different places, and brought back in life, and it was it's it's incredible. If you ever hear it, you can see <clears throat> the hand of God on there. And you know, Sister Jan had to come through a lot of a lot of uh, life's challenges, and numerous times in her life, she uh, found herself, you know, in the in the areas of poor leadership you know false shepherds and and wrong husbands and wrong leadership and this that and the other but you know God just kept moving with her and kept moving with her and kept her coming and God just kept bringing her all the way and bringing her all the way till he finally got her life right side up amen and that sister never looked back I remember years ago they were they were brother Scott some of our very earliest members here and there was a great question in their mind. And they would come and visit. <clears throat> it seemed like they were coming up from Florida. And they would come and visit. And uh, they'd go back. And they'd come visit again. And there was the talk. Maybe they'll relocate here. They don't know. Is it God's will? They, and, they're, and they're just in a quandary. And, and I think that's good for, for believers to be concerned about, am I in the will of God? And I don't think that's something you should ever take lightly. You know, where you attend church, that's a real, that takes a real revelation of faith. You know, you ought to not be jumping from church to church. It takes a real revelation of faith to know where God has placed you. And and so... Uh, Sister Jan told me the testimony that after a lot of anguish and a lot of prayer and just kept praying about it, and kept praying about it. And finally, on one of the last trips that they were driving up from Florida, <laughs> it's a true story. And she's just, she's just sitting, staring out the window, pondering, is this the place? Should we move to Buford? Should Brother Jason be my pastor? Is Bethel Tabernacle the place that we should go? And as she's sitting pondering it, uh, an 18 wheeler passes by them and on the side it says in big letters Watkins <laughs> yeah. That is a true story. <laughs> and she looked at that and she says Gary would you look at that? <laughs> and I don't I don't know if the Lord's ever answered a prayer more directly <laughs> than that other than by an audible voice but my, they came in and fell among us, and they used to play music here for years. And, oh, my, we had so many wonderful—in a little while, we're going to go out here in the fellowship hall and, and have a, a a dinner for the whole church, kind of, and in honor of the whole family who's with us here today. And uh, But, you know, I'll be sitting there. If I have a faraway look in my eyes, it'll be me thinking of times— Where we sit out there and to see Sister Jan crank up that Fender guitar. And boy, could she play it. Man, oh man, she could, she, and she was so multi talented. That was just Sister Jan. She was a friend to everyone. Uh, She hardly knew a stranger. And we were happy beneficiaries. I feel privileged to have known this wonderful sister. And, you know, I, I could stand here all day and, tell story after story so many times we would this is back in the day where we would uh we have a fellowship hall now and it's kind of like a family affair for us that we even are, even in our remodel the whole committee that's designing and and decorating and how we're going to set it up it's it's the whole theme is to make it like it, someone's living room like we're going to go to their house we're going to have coffee and fellowship because we do that a lot around here and we like it Amen. And back in the day that used to go down in, in my, in sister Debbie and I, our single wide trailer. And it was just 16 foot, I think 16 by 80 or something like that. And I had the biggest single wide you could get, but I had three gorilla boys that were, I was raising (laughs) in that, in that single wide trailer. And uh, boy, we outgrew it pretty quick, but we used to, uh, the whole church, now we couldn't begin to do it now, back then we were just 30 some odd people, but the whole church would come on Sunday afternoons and we'd go down into the, into the trailer park, and everybody, we'd be in the living room, the hallway, the kitchen, there'd be chairs everywhere, and we would sit in there, and I, I have so many fond memories of seeing Sister Jan laugh, sing, play guitar, And uh, many of you, there's some of you here today, amen, who remember those days. You remember that, Sharon, real good. And we had such a wonderful time. And so we still kind of do that, only we have to do it out here now, amen, because there's... We do have... We did find a new upper room. I don't know if you knew it, but the upper room is where you stayed at your hotel there at brother brad and sister sarah's that's become uh uh like a like a little secret word we're meeting at the upper room (laughs) and and my the lord just comes down and and there's a lot of those i don't mean to single anyone out we've had a lot of homes that have opened up their homes for gatherings and meetings and we we love family and we we love the idea that we're all in this thing together, right? Bethel Tabernacle, you hear me say it all the time. Hey, we're all in this thing together. It's one for all and all for one. And if I could be, uh if I could think of one to be for, it would be for our dear sister. And I read this text because when you look at chapter 21, it's a new day. It's a new, it's it's so it's so It's so new that John had to use the word new because this is beyond everything. This is this is now it's not even like it's even more than the millennium because in the millennium, the devil's still alive. Hell's still there. He's under a chain of circumstance. There's still got to be a judgment. There's still got to be all these things. There's still going to be a coup. He's going to try to take over at the end of the millennium, but you know, and, and then, and then you have still got the earth coming through time. It's still in time and it's seventh day Uh, and, and you've got nations and heathens being raised up to hear the gospel and a lot of there's the millennium thousand years is going to be busy. But then you come to chapter 21, and now all of that is over. The millennium is over. The coup has been put down. Satan has been destroyed. Death and hell are cast into the lake of fire. All sin is gone. And now you see a heavens, a new heavens, and a new earth where absolutely everything in it is God, and God is everything in it. Every element of it is a now an unfolded expression. Of God all filling all time space and eternity and I'm here to tell you something friends that that's going to be a reality for the earth but that is already a reality for sister Jan Hall she's already in a new body she'll never have to come back here and do this again she's not subject even in the millennium she's impervious to the devil he's bound by circumstance because he's got nobody to tempt anymore And that sister is going to take that new body and step into a new earth. And what a day that will be. Oh, when we gather around father's throne and I'm going to tell you something, friends, that's a reality that we're embarking on soon. I believe that with all my heart, sweetheart, that I couldn't get it to open. What opened looked like a PowerPoint, like a presentation, not a document, but, um, So so I I don't know the order, how you want to go. Oh, that's in a text. Okay, my apologies. I thought I looked for that. And text from you, honey? Okay. You're right. (laughs) Amen. Okay, so wonderful. Got it, got it, got it. I hate telling my daughter-in-laws they're right, because that means I was wrong, and they don't let me forget it. Amen. So our first order is then to have Sister Anita and Sister Caitlin um, are singing a special. Amen. So come, sisters, at this time. God bless you. Hey. Have you here today, so glad you could make it. Come on at this time and read, read to us. It's good to see you. Good to you. See you too.
5: One of the things that my mother asked me before she passed was to read her testimony. I remember the day clearly the day of my supernatural visitation. It was February 2nd, 1979. I thought it was just another day when I woke up that morning, but I felt something strange in the air. I felt a sadness in my heart, a burden of some sorts I couldn't explain. For some reason, my motives were different that morning. Instead of thinking of myself and doing what I wanted to do, I thought I just wanted to be alone and with my children. I wanted to just hide and get alone and ponder my thoughts and maybe even pray to God, though I didn't even know how or who God was. But it ended up I was talked into doing what someone else wanted me to do. It was the same old thing. I was stuck in a rut of myself thinking... Of myself and getting high on dope and drinking, so I wouldn't have to face reality or responsibility. The person I was with had led me down the wrong road in life. Not that I blame him, but it was my choice that I was influenced by him. I knew nothing all my life of what holiness was to live a life completely to God. To live clean, I was raised in hell compared to a homeless life where drinking and anything goes was the part of life. I knew nothing of God, just to swear, take his name in vain. Still, I knew and believed that Jesus Christ was real. And if I ever chose to live for him, I had to live for him all the way, not just halfway. And if I was going to serve this great God. I wanted to know all the truth, not just half the truth. So I found myself that day at a place I didn't want to be, at a friend's house about 10.30 in the morning, watching them bag up pounds of pot. There were several people there waiting in line to buy a bag. Meanwhile, we sampled the joint of the stuff we were about to purchase, except that morning, When it was passed to me, I passed it by. My eyes and attention that morning were focused on my children sitting in the living room, still with their winter coats on, zipped up and mittens on as I looked around the room at the joint going around the table and the people there. The thought occurred to me, is this all there is in life? Is this what life is all about? Then my eyes fell on my children again and my heart broke. My children sitting there waiting for their stupid parents to get high. Why aren't we with them? Why aren't we spending time with them? Why are we making them go through this? So watch their parents get numb, innocent, just doing what they're told. Sit there and wait while we get high. When the joint came around again, I passed it by. I refused it. The anger inside me swelled. How stupid I was for all this time I wasted, when I could be enjoying what really counts them. Then my friend Susie asked, "Could could be enjoying what really okay me. When she seen I refuse smoking, she offered a glass of wine. I didn't want that either. Thoughts were, what's happening with Jan? I looked up and said with the person I was with, I want to go home now. He thought I was mad at him. I heard whispers of others, Jan is acting like a bee. Is, But I didn't care. All I wanted was to get home and get alone with my children and hug them and kiss them and spend time with them. And I needed write them to pray. I was desperate when I got into the car with my kids and him. He tried to convince me to take a ride, calm down and smoke a joint, and I went crazy. It seemed I screamed and stomped my feet and said, no, no, not this time. You promised when we got back together again after splitting apart, we would pray and read the Bible and go to church, but it's the same thing over and over again. Back to dope and drinking. Take me home so I can be with my children. He tried to convince me to leave the children at his mother's house. No, I wanted to be with them, but he was taking me there. Anyway, I saw the car going slow. Slow enough, I thought I could just get out and run, but the road was very icy, and when I got out, I slipped and hit my head on the road. When I looked up, the car was way ahead of me and my kids looking out the back window crying for me. His brake lights went on and he started to back up. I knew I would be forced to go with him. So I got up and started running. I ran fast and swift like there was an energy in me I didn't know I had. When I got home, I looked at the mirror at myself. I stared and my emotions were raging. I thought I was losing my mind And the old way of thinking was being transformed to a new way of thinking, where I didn't want my thoughts anymore. I wanted his thoughts now. He came with out my children, and he took me to the hospital to see if I had head injuries. But none were found, and he dropped me off home where I sat in the chair in the living room from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. by myself. I never moved from the chair. I watched the evening shadows fall and kept asking the question over and over, what is happening to me? At 4.30 a voice spoke inside of me. It said, choose this day who you will serve. If you choose me, you shall live. If you continue as you are, you will die. Now is your day of grace. And I answered back and said, God, I have tried to quit smoking and drinking, and I couldn't do it. I want to live for you, God. I choose there. I sat till 8. When he came in and the kids and his mother came, he was drunk and stoned. I put the kids to bed after one of the friends came over and rolled a big joint like a cigar, and they passed it to me. I hesitated, and a a voice spoke and said, Go ahead. You have been so good today, you never smoked once. You deserved it. Go ahead. And I went to reach for it, and I couldn't. Something happened inside of me. I got such a rush, I couldn't even catch my breath. I got up and ran out to the kitchen, and he followed me and said, What's the matter with you? I said, I didn't need that stuff. I'm high already. In the days to come, he gave me peace within myself. I had no drive to party, to do things I once did. I found myself I couldn't lie anymore. I had to be truthful about situations. But I cried a lot, and I didn't understand everything was happening the way it was. I had some strange courage that kept me sober. I got books at the library trying to find deep answers. I had about life. One night down in the basement alone in the house except my kids were asleep upstairs, I was sorting my laundry and thought, well, it's the kids I'll go check, but they never call me Jan. They were fast asleep. That was sort of strange. My imagination probably then, I heard it again, Jan, Jan. When I started to sort the clothes, and this time a vision broke, the whole basement wall opened up, and a scene appeared. It was my sister Sharon down on her knees praying for me. When I turned my head, it was gone, and I thought, that's it. Sharon, she has been praying for me to serve the Lord. That's what's happening to me. God wants me to serve him. She'll know more about the spiritual matters. I'll call her tomorrow. Next day in the phone booth on a busy street in Battle Creek, Michigan, the phone rings at Sharon's house. She answers the phone, hello, and I say, Sharon, and she says, Jan. Yeah, Sharon, have you been praying for me? Silence over the phone. Of course, she gave me up up on me a few years ago, Sharon and I said, something is happening to me and I didn't understand. I'm coming down to find out and get some answers. By the time she was crying, okay, said, but this time you're going to hear about the message of the hour. I got a little scared. It seemed like a pretty big commitment. The night before, <laughs> I was, To go to Sharon's house, I had an argument with the person I lived with at the time. He insisted I was crazy and insane, the way I was acting lately, and his mother also felt the same. Still, there was a peace in my heart. I fell asleep alone downstairs on the couch that night, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a presence in the room with me of a supernatural being. I knew where it was, yet I couldn't see it, and it was so scary that I froze. I couldn't move. I was wet with sweat, and I thought I was going to die. I passed out. The next morning, I was surprised to find myself still alive. I prayed that night just a simple prayer that God would lead me and go with me to Sharon's house. I usually never prayed because I knew nothing about God. In fact, that's why I referred to him as God never Lord, for he wasn't Lord of my life at this time. I had not fully surrendered my heart fully to him. When I arrived at Sharon's house, I was told of a spiritual warfare going on for my soul. This fascinated me. And when they bowed their heads to pray for me, I was humbled in my heart. I thought, yes, God, this is the way it should be. Then I was told about baptism correctly in the name of Jesus Christ, fully going down underwater. I agreed with that. I could see that I wanted to obey that and do it. But as far as taking off the pants and all that, I was afraid to do it, I was losing my old self. I was afraid of the new, Satan had his scarecrows up of what ifs and me per- trying to figure out everything on my own mind instead of trusting the Lord for everything like he wasn't big enough to fix all my troubles. I went home and I was at a crossroads. When I left, Sharon was crying. She probably thought I had rejected everything, but I knew I had sometime make a choice. I had to make sure of I was sick of present world on which I lived. When a trial came, I knew I had to get away from the old influence. I needed to live someplace where they didn't do dope and drink, so I packed up my stuff and left my home the man I lived with, and I took my kids and my guitar with me. That night, heading down the road, a full moon was shining on the hood of my car all the way there. Once I arrived at Sharon's, I felt at peace. The next day, I took off my pants and I put on a dress. When I did, something came over me. If only people knew what spirit was on me stubborn spirit when it came to pants I hated dresses all my life I hated them with a passion but somehow I felt different now I know I needed to be baptized and I was in a muddy creek in Ohio most refreshing water I was ever in I had godly sour sour until repentance I cried so hard being baptized Every sin came up before me. I knew at that moment I was a sinner, and if I took crawling to God on my hands and knees, I was willing to do it. I had to get to God. After Sharon gave me books, messages preached, only to give the glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. But I read his books anyway, taken from sermons, trying to find out more about the great God. I was called to serve. Sharon told me he was a prophet, William Branham, in our day, so I thought I'd ask God about this. So in a simple prayer, God to showed me I didn't know, didn't want to be deceived as I read the books and thought came to me. No man could think of these words that it says here. It has to be God. So in fact, God revealed to me he was speaking through the man William Branham. It wasn't William Branham's thoughts at all, but God using him as a mouthpiece to speak to me and all kinds of children. When I realized what a high calling I was called with, that I was a daughter of, God, of the king, I was a daughter of God. I walked around for days in awe of this, thinking, why me? Who am I? I never did anything to deserve this. Then I got the revelation of His grace. The Word of God kept opening up to me more and more until I passed the point of no return.
2: Amen. It's the first time I heard that. That was fantastic. Amen. Come Martha. Um,
6: so I pulled this off her Facebook. <laughs> um, she was an avid Facebook user. Uh, and the last slide shows something that um, when we were going through pictures we found in her Bible. Um, she wasn't afraid of dying. She, she knew that what was waiting for her on the other side. Yes. Um, and I just, I kind of wanted to paint a picture of my aunt. I, don't, I know some of you don't know, and I'm really nervous. So <laughs> I might have to stop and take lots of breaths. Um, for those of you who didn't know my aunt, she was a yeah. character for sure. Um, she had an extreme sense of humor, um, and she loved her family, and her grandkids, and her children, and us. Um, so, I'm just gonna read. <laughs> My Aunt Jean. Let me tell you about this lady I knew the one and only inch Jan. she was called by more than a few. Her wild wavy blonde hair was unmistakably unique. The first thing you would notice, a hippie, you might think. (laughs) Yes, she never fully outgrew her 60s phase. Interesting or
3: far out
6: (laughs) were a favorite phrase. (laughs) From an all-girl band to playing with saints, she'd play her guitar for the rest of her days. Her free spirit guided her on many a roads, a true nature girl, and on me that she bestowed. She would tell me about the birdies and squirrels and such, but when she talked about lizards, it wasn't a fondness she felt so much. (laughs) For she once named her cat L.C., Lizard Catcher for short. And she loved that cat even more when she would catch them, just for sport. No, we can't talk about my aunt without mentioning her cats. They were her pure entertainment. I knew that for a fact. She would laugh at the way they would play and horse around. She loved them so much, even a stuffed one on the back of her couch could could be found. She would get a kick when her friends would think it was real, and when they would reach for a pet, she would laugh hysterical. Her sense of humor was priceless, I'd say. Her laughter, (laughs) contagious. I can hear it, still hear it today. Blue jean skirts and bomber leather jackets were a favorite choice. And cowboy boots and Birkenstocks, showed excitement in her voice. Those are so cool. (laughs) A sophisticated palate for such a down-home girl, my first taste of artichokes and lobster were with her. She would always give us coffee and espresso in a little mug. Our age didn't matter. That made it all the more fun. Though her palate could be fancy, she was still down to earth too. She could be just as happy with pickled herring and pasties, that's true. It made her feel at home from the UP where she was born. Her heart never left. Though it was cold, it made her heart warm. The most beautiful place on earth, she would boast. Her many a pictures on Facebook, she would post. There is one more funny thing about my aunt you should know. She was a true conspiracy theorist, from poltergeists to UFOs.
7: <laughs>
6: and I, I don't think it, I, you shared this, and I thought you were going to, but um, Jan was buried in January. And she, she would have thought that was you know, something significant.
7: <laughs>
6: um, she showed us a scary movie about it when I was young. My mom, we did not tell for fear of the belt that might have swung. (laughs) Just kidding, mom. Uh, Oh, the many adventures with her will always remain, and the memories I'll hold on to. To help soothe the pain, she was fearless and bold, and her faith remained strong. To God, she held on to, never wavering. I'm healed was her final song. I'll love her forever and I'll see her again on that golden shore in glory. All hearts are mend.
2: Such a wonderful depiction, amen, exactly. of Sister Jan, brought back so many memories. My, my. Sharon, you're coming. Good to have you here, buddy. Good to have you here.
8: Yeah. I'm very nervous. <laughs> Let me tell you about my sister. Many of you know that I was given up for adoption as a newborn, so I didn't find my biological family until I was 18. First time I saw her, it was as if, as if I was looking in a mirror, except she had wild curly hair. I guess because we weren't raised together, I've always thought I was given a special gift from God. She ended up living with us off and on through the years. So we made up for lost time. After meeting her, the first thing she did was to try to make a musician out of me. (laughs) She tried to teach me bass guitar, but it soon became apparent that God gave her all the talent, not me. (laughs) He also gave her a keen sense of direction. I think she had a compass in her head, really. But as for me, if you twirled me around in my backyard, I couldn't find my way back to the house. She thought that was hilarious. She could find humor in anything, I think. She got me through a lot of situations where I felt like throwing up my hands and giving up. But she had the ability to find humor in it, and she'd end up making us both laugh until we had tears running down our cheeks. Case in point was when we lived in Michigan in an old, rundown farmhouse that we were fixing up. She loved to tell the hilarious stories about our life there, didn't she, Debbie? (laughs) We were even writing a book about it, but the house burned down and the book burned with it. I regret that we never took the time to rewrite it and finish it. It would have been a bestseller. (laughs) She was the best aunt in the world. In fact, lots of people that she wasn't even related to called her Aunt Jan. It was just her identity. Our six children adored her because she was so much fun. While I was busy cooking and cleaning and keeping, up the, keeping the household going, she always had time to play. Our kids have a lot of fun memories of her. Everyone who knew her, I know Martha already said this, but everyone who knew her knew she loved cats. Her Facebook page was loaded with pictures of her cats or memes about cats. She even fostered kittens from a shelter, staying up half the night bottle feeding them. She was really sick then too, but she still did it. She loved cats. She never had much money when her kids were little, but she made their birthdays special by making them birthday soup out of whatever she had in her fridge and cupboards. She just made it seem so special, like it was just a big deal to make birthday soup. Right, Michelle?
3: Yeah.
8: Her, <laughs> yeah. her grandchildren and her children were the light of her life, and she FaceTimed them regularly. She was a good cook, a talented photographer, and a gifted musician. She was a devoted Christian, and she loved God's people, and there were guitars in every corner of her living room. She was also a good poet, not too many people knew that, but she was a very good poet. She loved guns, partridge hunting, and was an excellent shot. She hated lizards, so she shot them too. <laughs> Her favorite things to wear were jean skirts and cowboy boots and leather jackets. She loved the beach. She loved to go to the beach. She would go to the ocean here, but she would also she also loved Lake Superior where she was raised and and Lake Michigan. She just was a beach girl. This is just a tiny window, window into who my sister was. I rejoice to know that she is now young and pain-free. Oh, death, where is thy sting? And oh, grave, where is thy victory? We shall meet again, (laughs) dear sister. And now, Anna Lunsford, would you come up and sing the song And Anna, her family would like to recognize you. Come on up here. Need help. Okay. Our family would like to recognize you for all the love <laughs> and the care that.
9: Just fine. You can see here. Actually,
2: okay. i come right <laughs> Okay, So I'm guessing. Oh, let's do that. Let's do
9: that. I think if Sister Jan can have a glimpse of what we're doing today make all of her suffering, which is already in the past. She doesn't remember it, I don't think, but. You know, the Lord just saw fit to make his neighbors. I don't drive, so if I hadn't been as close to I, there, I, I couldn't have ever seen her. And she, she became quite a friend. Her trial in some ways Beat a lot of nonsense out of me. You know, selfishness, and we all want to do our get up and think, what am I going to do today for me? What are my hobbies? What, are, you know, my kids are raised now. What am I going to do? And, but that's not what this life is about. If you're a child of God, He's got a reason for you being here, and when we cross over, that's when we get to relax. And but she just she. Her trial taught me a lot about myself and just how selfish I was, how, you know, when we look at the life of Christ and how he lived, and it's like, who do we think we are? We're Americans is what we think we are. <laughs> God has to show us that we're not. We're we're heavenly. We're going to heaven. And anyway, I I was able to sing this song with her a few days before she passed, and I asked her what her favorite song was. At that point, she told me to get a notebook out. She flipped through all these songs she had printed out, and she got to the back, and she said that last one, and it was, uh, I'd Rather Have Jesus. And one other song she said also was, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. So I thought, you know, that's what it all boils down to. But this is my tribute to her, if I could just
3: Mm
9: -hmm. say it's been an honor to know her, and we'll Be together again soon. The final steps are here before us On this pathway leading home The end of time is ticking toward us It won't be long and we'll be gone And every day, it's getting stronger, this deep groaning in my soul. Oh, how I long to be immortal, no longer tied to this world below, so like an eagle, toward heaven's mountaintop We'll take our flight from this dimension And eternity will be our home Oh, can you hear sweet voices calling From beyond this curtain of time every day they're getting louder we must be near that finish line so press the battle keep on fighting don't you know you've already won if we only knew what we had waiting we would so like an eagle in time's valley soars toward heaven's mountaintop we'll take our flight from this dimension and eternity will be our home i have a vision now before me of resting under those evergreen trees where friends and family are all there with me and there's no more strife just perfect peace so keep your vision ever before you when Satan comes To knock you down Just raise your sword And take your mountain And keep in step Cause we're almost home So like an eagle In Times Valley Shores toward Heaven's mountaintop We'll take our flight from this dimension, and eternity will be our home. She took her flight from this dimension, and eternity is now her home.
4: Testimony that our sister has left and we sure um, sure love Sister Jan. I say thank God she's made a home. Uh she's got that new body. There's Been a lot said uh today. I appreciate that. I, I learned some things. <laughs> uh my I, I met the cats and uh <laughs> and uh a lot of those things but I, one thing that stood out with me and it's been mentioned here and I'll I'll just read a scripture in a moment out of 2 Timothy but uh the the first time I met her or really began to fellowship with her several years ago uh her one thing that just stood out just immediately was her her faith and uh just her love for the truth and, um, you know, as, as we watched and as she dealt with, uh, cancer, uh, she would never, never brother Brad speak, uh, negatively about it, uh, to, to, always, to me, it was always encouraging. and I'm, God's healed me. The Lord Jesus Christ made me well. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a winner either way. Um, she kept, she was, she was a true, uh, just, a. Uh, an encouragement, I, I'll say, just of her faith. To see, uh, I've always, you know, I'm fifty years old, and and some consider that that old, but uh, uh, I don't. And uh, you know, we were we were, you know, some of the older saints and the older elders uh, just just seem to possess them. Uh, something I pray God to, that, that it would just be passed down, but they just really a lot of the old timers, as we would call them, possessed such a faith, and and just a you know a love and and just a as we would say just bulldog faith, and just believe it, and and that just settles it, and and so we thank God, we thank God for her and and brother Gary. Um, I want to read a scripture out of Second Timothy chapter four. Uh, It says, I have fought a good fight, verse 7, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that also love his appearing. I have fought, I have finished, I have kept. I believe our sister did all three. I say, praise God for the life, the testimony that she left, uh, the hearts that she's touched, uh, the lives that have been changed. Uh, I say, thank God for our sister, Jan. Amen, I'm thankful she's got a body change. uh, Never to hurt again. Uh, never to ache again, never, never to cry again. Uh, but she's she's in that body and she's waiting. And uh, and thank God, I don't believe it'll be long, and we'll all we'll all be meeting her once again, and we'll have eternal fellowship uh, around the things of God. God bless you. We loved her. We 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 appreciate the family. We appreciate the things we've heard, and and just uh, I can say she was always always just special to me always good to me always kind all, uh encouraged me many times and uh even in her in her you know with her sick sickest days uh she would always find an encouraging word uh, to say and to before we'd hang up she would say something That would encourage me and I thought well I called to encourage her I called to tell her it's going to be okay and she would tell me it was going to be okay I would call to say hey you know God is God is mindful and she would remind me God is mindful and so we say thank God job well done amen we'll see her again praise the Lord amen God bless her heart
2: amen be in the house of God today and I just want to take a moment to thank everybody and kind of give you a little reminder of what's ahead we've still got an afternoon of fellowship for all those who can stay and we're going to have a dinner church dinner where everyone's invited it's in it's uh, the uh, our guest of honor are the entire family so we're happy to have them here so uh, a lot of of y'all family remember that our custom is nobody will get in line ahead of you, so get in line. <laughs> for all of y'all people who want to fellowship them out in the yard, fellowship them in the fellowship hall, and uh, that way uh, we can move, uh, move along. There's been a lot of preparation, and so we have everything set. We've got seating indoors, some seating outdoors, some heaters running. It looks like a nice day out there, so uh, we just want to thank everybody for coming, and I I, I tell you, it's, it's brought back so many memories today, this wonderful time. What a wonderful day we've had to have a spiritual diet of the Word of God, amen, to challenge us, amen, for the lives we live, and then to be able to memorialize uh, a sister. You know, when I think of Jan, if I, you know, when you think of a lot of words, you could say gallant Christian, warrior of faith, but one of the things that Sister Jan was always pleasant she was just she was soft-spoken but she was pleasant amen and i i just remember that about her so much and so many of those stories and the testimony some of that i was hearing for the first time even after all these years and uh some of it i was reminded and you were getting a chuckle and a laugh out of that we've laughed at that stuff for years amen praise the lord even that house you heard about that burnt down they were living like pioneers and uh, hey man you remember that, Sharon? And and that and that house, I think, burnt to the ground. And <laughs> I remember Dave telling me that he was working on a roof with, I forget who he's working with now, but they could see something burning across the field and they were wondering what's going on, you know. And the man who he was working with or for was worried, oh, is that my house? And so somebody, I don't know who, I don't remember who Dave told me, comes running way across the field and gets up to the roof they're working on, and and he goes, uh is that my house on fire? And he goes, no, it's not your house. It's Dave's house. <laughs> and they had a moment of relief and then like, oh no. <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. And so, amen. They. But in all in all in all, I tell you, it's still a family of great love. We've been privileged to know the whole family. Amen. Married into it actually through my oldest son. And so we uh amen sister sharon and i share grandkids and it's uh it's just a wonderful thrill uh to be in the family of god you love him amen Amen. so the the dinner and the fellowship will start immediately and so uh to the to bethel tabernacle be on the lookout for the church uh whatsapp chat i'll be posting one or two things in there uh at the at the conclusion of service so if you hear that make sure you take a read of that amen let's stand back to our feet amen and we're going to offer prayer over the food that will uh, that will be served, and um, everybody check your car alarm. And we're going to have, have prayer right now. So when you when you go out there, everything will be uh, in place, and you can just immediately start down. Uh, and there's a place now. I'm sure the sisters have it uh, set for where y'all's family will be. So just be watching for that. God bless you. Let's pray. Master, we thank you for your love, your kindness to us today. What a wonderful time that we've had here, Lord, in your presence. And Father, now we we come to the conclusion of this banner day. Lord, we were able to gather here to hear your word and to rejoice around the things of God. Spiritual food in due season. And Lord, we've had a time now to reminisce about the wonderful testimony and life of our dear sister, how it challenges us, Lord, for the days ahead. We look forward to seeing her again. Father, we're we're asking your blessing upon the food that we're going to receive here shortly, Lord. May your grace be upon the entire day and the entire afternoon. We commit it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, friends. What a day that shall be. Amen. Let's sing it. What a day What a day That will be Oh when my Jesus I shall see And when I look Upon his face The one who saved me By his grace And when takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. Oh, what a day, a glorious day. Do you believe that? God bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Oh, what